0: Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 83 of the podcast that was originally recorded on September 1st of 2015. I started off with What I'm Playing Now, and some of the games I played for the week were the Pathfinder Adventure card game, Wrath of the Righteous, we continued our season of the righteous with organized play, I played a little bit of the Lord of the Rings living card game, another little card game called Omen, A Reign of War, and I also got in quite a bit of time, we'll say, with Shroud of the Avatar, the MMO. I also talked about a few of the things I want to play now. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi, and welcome to episode 83 of this podcast. Hey, as always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm now at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at whatimplayingnow. Don't forget to drop the G there. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And then of course our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv. Slash what I'm playing now. Hey, sorry for having to miss last week, but we do have a family member in the hospital, so my game time has been extremely limited the past couple of weeks, and last week there just really wasn't any time for me to even record a podcast, so I'm going to be talking about some games that I actually played this past week, as well as a couple of games I played a couple of weeks ago. So let's jump into what I'm playing now. Alright, so my Pathfinder Adventure card game group is back in full swing. We have started the season of The Righteous, And actually, my group has pretty much just about doubled almost this past week. We had several new players this past week. And I actually had to go off to the second table and pretty much kind of host several new players and take them through a couple of the new scenarios. Well, the group that I had started playing with the last time continued on with a couple of scenarios in the first scenario pack. But some of the ones that my group and my table made it through were 1-1A Cloven Trail. We also made it through 1-1B Instant Inquisition, as well as 1-1C Fort Clear, or get to Fort Clearwater. So 1-1A Cloven Trail actually wasn't that bad. I am actually playing as the Paladin this time. Our local game store actually doesn't have the Paladin cards or card deck actually in stock currently, but I got lucky in that one of the players that plays in our group has a subscription, and the subscriptions were sent out to the people. He knew I wanted to play a Paladin, so he brought it down for me, and I was so stoked to actually get to play as a Paladin. I pretty much picked a character that has a decent combination of both attacks and spells although it seemed that through playing the three scenarios that I did I am not too sure. I think I used maybe one spell once I think in those three games. I really wasn't getting a lot of spell cards drawn I was pretty much doing more of the fighter aspect of the character but so far I really like it. I'm really looking forward to playing through the Wrath or the Season of the Righteous as the pal- as, you, as this Paladin deck and I really, I really like it so far. I can't wait to get into some of the higher cards and actually get a, a cure in my deck. Uh, the three other people that I were playing with we did not have a healer how we were able to make it through three scenarios in an afternoon which we normally can't do more than two of with a six party people with a with a group of six players i don't know how we were able to get through three but um we actually finished with like 10 minutes before the store closed and i was frantically doing paperwork at the end just trying to get everything done we all had a great time and can't wait to get back into it. So, out of the scenarios that we did play, I think probably the Instant Inquisition was one of the harder ones that we had done before with a larger party. It actually wasn't that bad with just four people. We really didn't seem to have too much difficulty with it, and I think Get to Fort Clearwater, which was the newest one that we had done, which I had not done before with my other group, uh, wasn't wasn't that bad at all either. We pretty much was able to close several locations really early on. We were finding Henchmen nice and early in pretty much all the scenarios, which made us really happy and we were able to position people to just close the game and pretty much just move on and try to start getting through some of the scenarios. Uh, One thing that we did run into at one of the tables since several of the people had played through one of the scenarios a couple of weeks ago, we ran into a little question that I actually posted on the Paizo forums and was actually answered very quickly for me. Was it was we we noticed that in the actual Adventure Card Guild guide that there was a section where they discussed the tier feats that you now get in in the Season of the Righteous. And they actually had a section in here where they were basically talking about you cannot basically Complete the same scenario twice; it won't count towards your tier feet. And that was on page six of the guide. And then later on, on page nine of the guide, they actually mention when you're replaying scenarios that playing a scenario multiple times does count towards your feet advancement. So everybody kind of stood there frantically looking on their phones through the PISO forums. We were trying to find an answer to it. I we couldn't find one. I kind of made a call right on the right on the fly that I don't think it should count. That you really should only get one. Each time you complete a scenario, it should only count basically towards one feat. You shouldn't be able to, it shouldn't count towards the second one. So, and it sounds like that is, was the correct answer. So I guess it was discussed on the forums um, and and on the venture officer board, which I don't think any of us actually have access to as I am not a venture officer yet. And I may put in for that considering my group has grown up to 10 people now. So we've just about doubled as opposed, you know, as opposed to last season. But I guess I did make the correct call in that it shouldn't count and that they will be making that edit for the next update, which hopefully will be coming out soon. So if that's something that your group runs into, just keep that in mind. Uh, Like I said, we couldn't find it on the forums. Uh, The person who actually did answer the question for me, Therion Stormrune from the forums actually stated that. Like I said, it was mentioned on the Venture Officer board. I don't know if it was only there, if it, it was, if it actually was mentioned in the public part, because none of us could actually find that, but uh, we do have an answer for that now, and I posted it in our little forum that our group uses to keep track of things, so we all know now what should be done. But I will be filling everybody in a little bit more on the Paladin deck once I get a little bit more into it, and once I actually get, the, get my own deck, which actually should be here this week, which I can't wait for, so I can actually dig through the cards a little bit more, because I kind of got to the store a little bit late this week, threw my deck together, in a couple of minutes while everybody was setting up and actually was starting the game before I even had my deck put together and my hand drawn. But we were trying to get started since I actually was a little bit late. So once I actually get the Paladin deck in my hand, I can talk about that a little bit more and I'll give a little bit more insights into what I like and maybe what I don't like about the deck. But so far, I thought it was pretty good. All right. A couple of weeks ago, I spent one afternoon playing a couple of little card games. One of the card games I actually played was the Lord of the Rings living card game. And I'd actually talked about these on the podcast before that I was really interested in sitting down and actually playing one of the living card games. And as I hadn't, hadn't yet, I mean, I've played a lot of card games over the years, but I hadn't played one of the actual living card games from Fantasy Flight Games. So one of my buddies had Lord of the Rings. He brought it down. He had the base set as well as a bunch of expansions for it. We started off with a couple of the first early scenarios. He sat down, gave me a quick run through as i was sitting there kind of listening to him go through the run through i was like okay this game doesn't seem that difficult it's a nice cooperative fun little game it reminded me and i don't know if i don't i don't know if i'm completely off base here but the couple of scenarios that we played just really reminded me of almost like a cross between somewhat of magic the gathering and the pathfinder adventure card game you don't have the dice that you do in the Pathfinder Adventure card game. Pretty much everything's decided by cards, but just, I think, playing through some of the scenarios, having, like, a character deck, and kind of just the way the game was played And uh, in the Lord of the Rings game, there's different locations that can come into play, and when a location is out, you have to basically make sure that that's closed before you can actually try to finish your main part of the quest that you're currently working on. So as the location cards come out, you'll have to visit those and knock those out before you start putting tokens onto the main part of the quest and actually finish the that and move on. Uh, it also seemed like each kind of scenario had multiple parts to it that you were working on and going through. I think one of the biggest changes that I kind of missed from the actual Pathfinder Adventure card game. And maybe this was just because I've only played it basically through two scenarios, but it really didn't seem like your deck was possibly changing too much, that you were really upgrading your character through the scenarios. And I forgot to ask my buddy if that is something that actually comes into play, but if it it doesn't come into play, that, that is definitely something I think could possibly make the game a little bit more... little bit give it a little bit more legs i think and have a have a little bit more fun to it but but so far what i had played of the lord of the rings game i really liked it i think it plays great as a co-op game i think he said you can even basically play through a lot of the stuff solo which sounded pretty cool so i may actually borrow a couple of the cards for you know his box his box of cards as he referred to it as uh from him one day and maybe play through the couple scenarios and actually see if my wife actually wouldn't mind playing through it i don't think she's the hugest or biggest fan in regards to cooperative gameplay but uh she might like this one it was pretty easy to pick up and i kind of. I like it and had a good time with it the other game that we actually played was a little game he got off of kickstarter that was called omen a reign of war so in this game you actually start off with um with a with a hand of cards and you're kind of just like getting your you're recruiting characters and putting them into cities and based on the type of cards that you actually put into play i think there's a couple of different types like soldiers beasts oracles that you can actually put on there. If you can actually get multiple kinds or across all of the different cities you you can close a different a different card for that or it basically meet an, an objective and the objectives that were off to the side of the board kind of reminded me a little bit of the Machi Koro objectives although this game plays nothing like Machi Koro and I will say one thing about this game. This game probably has some of the best art that I've actually seen in a game and I think that's one of the reasons why my buddy had actually picked it up off a of Kickstarter was just because of the look of the game was actually just kind of so unique and just j- just the art on the cards was is, is just really really amazing I have to say. So if you if you have a chance to actually ever see this game, check it out and see if it's actually something you'd be interested in. Basically the gameplay on your turn you're going to try to get some coins or draw some cards. You'll try to recruit some characters into play based on the amount of characters, either yours or your opponents, that are on a particular city card, because there's five city cards I think in the middle of the table. Based on the amount of characters on either side, if it total up to five that city will basically be in unrest and there will be a war happening over that whoever has the most points on the side will actually get the top card out of that city deck which will actually give you some bonuses that you can actually use once per game or you can save that card for later on in the game to actually get some more victory points which is basically the actual goal of the game is to obtain the most amount of victory points by the end so it was a cool little game really easy to pick up on quite a bit of strategy in that there's just a lot you can do on one turn I know there were a couple of turns where me and my buddy each just kind of just seemed to just wipe the whole board out in just one round of play just by doing different things and I think one time I had wiped his whole hand out he had a bunch of money I was able to take his money wipe all the cards out of his hand pretty much clear the board and then a couple of turns later he pretty much did the same thing to me and it was just a complete back and forth struggle so nice little strategy game fun great art Like I said, check it out if you get a chance, and that is Omen, A Reign of War. Okay, everybody, and then for our last game that we're going to talk about today to finish up and round out this next episode of the show is going to be a little game i have been playing on the PC, and that is called Shroud of the Avatar. Yep, I've still been putting in some time with this MMO, and it definitely has sunk its teeth into me, so even being in pre-alpha, the game is actually pretty fun. Uh, It helps that I'm in actually a pretty good guild as well. That makes the game that much more enjoyable when you have a nice community to play with. And not only my guild, but pretty much the whole community in Shroud of the Avatar seems to be a great community. I also have a couple of friends playing, so that helps as well. So some of the new things actually in Shroud of the Avatar, they had just pushed out an update a couple of days ago, and one of the biggest changes is this game is going to a use-based skill system over the tree system that they had before where you could put points into a skill and basically purchase those points. Now you pretty much need to go out and just use your skills. You do have to pay a small fee in gold to actually unlock the skill, but once it's unlocked, you just go out, you start adventuring, you do whatever you're doing on a normal daily basis in your MMO, and your skills start getting better. I will say that even though they did not do a full character wipe, they basically just had our characters Kind of keep the level that we were, but pretty much all our skills were set to that of a newbie level 1 character, which means you had to start out in all the low-level zones. There were a lot of people on the first night figuring, trying to figure out where to hunt, and I had figured out that East Perennial Trail was one of the best places to start for newbie characters. So a lot of people had jumped in there. I was playing in single-player mode because I just didn't want to have to fight for kills and wanted to try to level up and skill up pretty much as fast as I could so I can get a good feel for the game. I actually grandmastered my blade a couple of nights ago, so that means my blade is over 100 in skill. I think I'm currently at 101 for my blade skill, but getting from 101... Getting from 100 to 101 was hard, and getting from 101 to 102 is even taking longer. Uh, I know that there are some people that have even higher... I think somebody said they were in the 120s possibly for pole arm that just sounds completely insane because I don't even know how much XP that would take to get there because the way they're kind of doing it, and I think I had kind of mentioned this in my last podcast, I think they're doing it kind of like a cross between several other games, and I think I had said it kind of reminded me of a little bit of Ashron's Call back in the day is how the skill system is going. So you do have a pool of XP. That pool of XP is actually hidden to you, so you don't know how much XP you have in there to spend, but as you're going out and leveling up and using skills, you will actually pull from that XP to level up the skills you're using, So if you were sitting around like a bunch of people were and just kind of kicking the gust ball around since we had this huge XP pull, once they blew through that XP, they were a level 1 character with really high skills and i think they still pretty much had to go through some of the newbie areas to try to get the to get their levels up a little bit so i think i hit level 35 36 or something last night cuz you can still see your adventurer level i don't really know how much that actually comes into play with the system now and it seems that the level i was at previously to the patch i was much stronger at the adventurer level i am than I currently you know where I was before than I that I am currently so as compared to where I what I could fight at level 35 36 before I am definitely a couple of zones I would say below that and I cannot handle as much as I could before the patch when I was a little bit higher with those numbers so it definitely seems to be a huge change I, I really like it I think it's It's something that's very refreshing. It's really different. Uh, There really haven't been a lot of skill-based games that I played over the years. Like I said, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Asheron's Call, but one of the biggest differences with Asheron's Call is you did accumulate XP, but you got to pick out where that XP went and what skills they went into. So you did get some some XP contributed to a skill as you used it, but you actually got to then pump in more points based on the pull of XP you had. So it's a little different here with Shroud of the Avatar. And I'm and I'm glad it's different. I don't I definitely don't want a cookie cutter game or something that's similar to anything else. I'd like something new and fresh. And I think that's one of the reasons why I kinda of like this game so much is because it is newer and fresher. I actually did up my level. I upped my pledge level to a knight. So I should have a really nice house, and I may go in and change my current house that's out in our in our city town to um, the lighthouse that I got with my night level last night. So I'll have to see if I really like the lighthouse or not. Being a founder, I get that as, a, as an availability of a house, but I don't know if I'm really going to use that or not. I am sticking right now currently with dual-wielding blades. I'm really having a lot of fun with that. I decided not to go the sword and board route. I kind of wanted to do a little bit more DPS, and I think it's actually working now that my offhand skill is getting trained up a little bit. I'm also trying to create kind of like a paladin build, so I'm training down a little bit further in the life tree. And then magic-wise, I kind of went down the right side of the earth tree, which is what I had done before. I'm really not doing too much more with magic, adding in a little bit of maybe death magic for a little PvP, which I had some fun playing in some PvP the other day. But uh, we'll kind of see where the character goes and how it takes me, but that's about it for the games I played for the week. So let's talk about a couple of the games I want to play. So I think Mad Max is a new video game that's coming out this week. I think it should be out today, actually, now that I think about it. I think it's actually getting released today. I've been keeping my eyes on this one. I don't know if I'm going to jump into this one on day one. I may wait to actually see how the game runs on the PC as opposed to some of the consoles and Figure out if I want to maybe get this on the PS4 or maybe grab it on the PC. I may wait for a sale since I'm actually so involved in a couple other games right now, and I definitely want to get back into some board games and I want to get back into or actually want to start the video reviews that I've been talking about starting for a while. And with everything that's just been going on with life, I just haven't had a chance to get that under under wraps. And then an interview I had done a couple of episodes ago for Trove: The Crystal Caverns. That game is now live on Kickstarter. I will be backing that probably in the next week or so. It has already reached its goal. They're already working on stretch goals, which is actually pretty cool. And then another game that i had actually backed i think a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week was project gorgon i had talked about this a while ago done some and i had actually played through some videos of the game it's another mmo it's from a couple of the people who used to work on Ashron's call and asheron's call 2 they actually had some a really good round of funding they had they were successful with their kickstarter so i was really happy to throw them some money and actually be a part of that because it sounds like that game's been free to play for a while and now you're actually going to actually either be a be a Kickstarter person or actually purchase the game now once it comes live on Steam to actually play. So I kind of wanted to be into that from the beginning. So that's why I jumped onto that Kickstarter to make sure I was kind of there from day one. I'll be dabbling around with that for a little bit as well. But that is it. Those are the games I want to play. And those are the games I did play for the week. Hey, thanks for listening to the episode. As always, let me know what you're playing now. Send me those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. We have a Google Plus page, which is plus.google.com slash the plus sign, what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, as always, our Twitch channel which is switch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining me for another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Don't forget to give me some reviews out on iTunes. Would always like to hear from some people out there and see how things are going in your game land. So take care, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. All right, one more thing before we end the podcast here. I wanted to just say that I'm going to be taking part in this year's Extra Life campaign. Gamer Day is 2015, November 7th. That is when we'll be playing games for 24 hours straight. I am part of a team named Recess. So if you go out to extra-life.org and just do a search for Recess under Recess, you will see my name, Joe Luzzi. Please feel free to donate and help us support a great cause. And we're going to be playing some good games for this cause as well. Thank you.